0: Well, hello folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Chapel Chimes podcast. This is a podcast devoted to chiming in on what's going on in our culture, inside the church and outside the church. Please like, subscribe and share and we'd love to hear from you. Now, without further ado, Chapel Chimes. Well, hello folks and welcome once again to another episode, another time we have together here on Chapel Chimes. I'm so glad that you've chosen to uh, join us today. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us. We're on most social media platforms. You can uh, see us there, private message me. Our Most of our stuff's available on also on our church's website. This is a podcast devoted to chiming in, to kind of putting our as we say here in the mountains, our two cents worth into what's going on in our culture uh, outside the church, not just in the church, but outside the church. And some of these issues we would not necessarily talk about. I'm a pastor of a church, and I wouldn't necessarily preach on these or even maybe even address these from the pulpit. But the podcast gives us an opportunity to look at some of the things that are going on Around us. And as I am making this right now, and my children or grandchildren hear this uh, in years to come, maybe, possibly, it is uh, June of 2022. And we are living in what I'm going to call the alphabet age. And uh, I'm going to explain what I mean by that. And I'm going to talk to you today on the podcast about the LGBTQ and the Christian the LGBTQ and the Christian. Now, I won't be able to unpack everything and how a Christian ought to look at what's going on in our culture when it comes to the LGBTQ community, Um, but I want to at least address some things that I've witnessed right here in front of me on television, on social media. I just want to kind of call attention to it, just kind of give a warning I want to say this at the outset of this, Make this, I want to put a disclaimer, as they say, and the disclaimer is this, I as a pastor of a church, me individually, and as the pastor of our church, I am not condoning hurting anyone in whatever community they're in based on what is going on in their personal life is between them and God. Now, I'm going to describe to you what I think the Bible says and how we ought to believe and how we ought to be warned. But again, this disclaimer is no. I am not condoning or encouraging any harm whatsoever. In fact, I would say this. I think we need to pray, and love, and have compassion on people who are being very, very hurt and deceived by the enemy of all mankind, and that's Satan. Uh, we have three big enemies: the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they are really at work when it comes to this now. I do want to say, though, as I made that disclaimer about no harm, that does not mean, though, that it is not doing harm to our culture and to our community. It is. And as a Christian, I want to just speak with you today. You may be listening and you may say, well, preacher, what do we do about this, this LBGTQ stuff that gets constantly rammed down our throats? Now, when I say L B G T Q, that is the words that are being used. We call it. I've heard some people kind of, you know, almost in a smartly way, call them the Alphabet people, and they say that because it is almost impossible to keep up with the constant moving of this. This is a big subject. I won't be able to conquer it all today. But the homosexual movement, which I think was a result of the sixties free love movement, the homosexual movement swept. Uh, you know just between you know homosexual men and homosexual women, and then it, it expanded and expanded. And we have today, it's lesbian, uh, bisexual, transsexual, gay, and queer, I think is the cue. And uh, this is what they term, this is what the media puts out. Uh, it is, let me say, number one, it is absolutely... against the clear teachings of the Word of God. I know there's going to be people that will debate this, but it's very clear. If you read Genesis chapter 19 and what God says and the description that God has about what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah, if you read Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 32, I think it's clear in Scripture. Uh, In fact, when somebody says it's not, they are twisting the Scripture. If you go back to even creation itself, uh, and I know many Christians are listening to this, and you already know these things, but the Bible says male and female created he them. God created humanity, and by the way, uh, most a lot of our creation period has a male and female, and that is the procreate the species. I mean, I could go on and on. There is, and by the way, there is a science to this that needs to be discussed and brought out because that seems to be going by the wayside. But here we are now in 2022, and we are way far away from what the Bible describes as one man for one woman for one lifetime. And homosexuality is sin. Now let me say this, heterosexual behavior outside of the bounds of marriage is also sin. Heterosexual sin and homosexual sin are both sins. God wanted the sexual relations between a man and a woman to be within the bounds of marriage. The Bible says, let a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. And uh, I think that's pretty simple. It's worked for thousands of years, of course. But here we are now in modern America, and we've got a problem. And it has went beyond just having some disagreements on things and maybe somebody living an alternate lifestyle. And again, I'll go back to the disclaimer. I'm not saying to hurt anyone or attack anyone. There's some legitimate battles between, with folks having same-sex attraction. They call it SSA. There are folks who love the Lord who have had battles in this area. They've realized it's wrong. They've had to repent of it just like folks have had battles within their heterosexual marriages. I mean, sin is a complicated thing. But let me just say this. As Christians, we have to understand how serious this has become. The last time that I made a podcast, I talked about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial and how Christians don't need to bury their head in the sand and have that flippant attitude. Well, let me say this. It's even more so with this. That's just a marker. That trial was just a marker that the media put up, that you and I could see just how far we've came. But this, what's going on today, what's went on this week, and as I'm making this, this is, uh, uh, you know, this is Gay Pride Week, or, you know, Pride Month, I guess it's called, uh, the month of June. And there's been so many things. One of the things on Twitter that just came out was a a drag show that went on in the state of Texas. This went viral Um, Libs of TikTok uh, shared it on Twitter. It's been all over Twitter. And let me just say, it is vile. And it is children going into a... At first, they said it was a bar. Later, they said it wasn't a bar. But it was basically children all looked to be under 10 years of age, some of them very small, and they had a drag show. They had men dressed up as women. Uh, and they were encouraging these these children to participate. And it was, uh, in fact, I think the event was called Drag Your Children, uh, something along that, something along the Drag Your Kids to Pride, I think. Uh, in fact, I'll give reference here on, on Matt Walsh's uh, Twitter feed. He has Terry Schilling who says this, they can't even see what's wrong with dragging your kids to pride. There's no hope for these uh, he says sickos, they want destruction. And he's referencing a tweet that someone had said this, a Charlotte Climber who and, and this is all can be seen on Twitter. She asked this question. And the reason I'm sharing this today here on Chapel Chimes is I want you to understand how far this is going. And how we what we we have got to do. We've, there's some things we can do as Christians. She says that she, he, again, no, no. I have no idea, and I mean nothing, no harm with this. But they say this. Can someone who believes it please explain to me in good faith why drag queens are inappropriate for for kids? Do you understand what drag queens do? Is there a disconnect here in perception that might be eased by having an adult conversation? I'm open to it. Let's talk. This is a serious offer if you're a social conservative or anyone, really, who believes kids should not be in the presence of drag queens I really would like to know your reasoning. What's the problem? And that's when he says they cannot even see what's wrong with this. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, folks who are listen to this, uh, this this is unbelievable. I mean, this is unreal that they cannot see um, that how that taking your kids to a drag show, where, where men, or of course, this is the man who on his uh, Twitter feed. And again, I'm not condoning everything that he is saying on his Twitter because he's his big thing is that people don't want to even know what a woman is. Um, and this this is grooming. This is pedophilia. This is as wicked as it comes. And, and this is not done in a corner. This thing is all over social media. and It's going on all around us. And I think sometimes we as Christians just kind of shake our heads. And we think this. Well, preacher, I hear that. I, I know that. But let me say something to you. It gets worse. It gets. I mean, it, it is. It, it is so bad. Um, in fact, um, it, evangelist Tim Lee, who is a war hero, that uh, you know he he lost his. Uh, many of you know about Dr. Tim Lee. He lost his uh, legs fighting for his country. He's a Southern Baptist evangelist, and you know he he just. Um, He just tweeted this 78 years ago today. He tweeted this about 22 hours ago as I'm making these uh, podcasts. 18- and 19-year-olds were storming the beaches of Normandy. 78 years later, our military, including the USMC, which is the Marine Corps, which he was a part of, is celebrating LGBTQ Pride Month. We are in trouble. And uh, he puts a picture on here. This is what the United States Marine Corps, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. This is what they said. Throughout June, the USMC takes pride in recognizing and honoring the contribution of, of, of our LGBTQ service members. We remain committed to fostering an environment free from discrimination and defend the values of treating all equally with dignity and respect. Hashtag Pride Month. Hashtag USMC. They got bullets in the in the um, the uh, in their helmet with different rainbow colors in on the bullets went. It's went viral. The U.S. Air Force tweets a rainbow salute to mark Pride Month. They've got a uh, a soldier, a female soldier, I'm assuming, uh, with uh, a pride with a rainbow colored hand. Um, the United States Space Force uh, has a picture on their Twitter called "Queer Space." Major General Leah. Lauderback spoke on how the LIT is working to change policy, change minds and create opportunities for the LGBTQ members of the military during an interview with Aaron Space Pride Month 2022. It is called Queer Space Becoming Light. Um, and so on and on it goes. I mean it's uh I know the um the San Francisco Gay Choir told us some time back that they were coming after uh, our children. I, I have the uh rec- record of that right here where the uh, the man is saying that they're coming after our children. I mean on and on it goes. And I, I just want to share a few of these things because this is what is taking place. And um it's an absolute child abuse. And it, it in fact we just look and just we sigh, we roll our eyes, we just huff and puff, we get mad. But as Christians, what can we do? Well first of all number one we have to say that it's wrong. We've got to admit that it's wrong. And I'm just going to say this. I'm going to just call out the Anon accounts and some of the other, uh, I guess, more known, well-known people that I saw even supposed Christians on Twitter that uh, today they made reference to universities and, and mocking, they mock invitations of college or invitations of pastors. They mock Christian colleges and universities. They mock meetings and I mean on and on I could go about the mocking, but yet won't hardly. And I say hardly because I haven't I don't know every single tweet out there, but very I've saw very few say anything negative at all. And when they do, they get called out. I had someone screenshot something that I had put and called me out. And I try to be very kind in my interactions. I never want to hurt anyone, it's not by intent. But we cannot budge on this. And so Christian, we got to understand this is wrong. It is wrong to even talk about sexual matters to a minor. Period. It, 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 the parents—that's their duty and their job. But it is wrong. We this grooming of children, this pedophilia, and and I could go on and on. I uh, I saw where, and I, I mentioned this I think before in a podcast where John Hopkins University hired the man that he believes and has wrote extensively about what's called MAPS, minor attracted people. We call those pedophiles. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. And so I want to call out any Christian that is going to defend or say that this is not wrong, or to call out some because somebody snaps their finger during an invitation, or because they have different dress standards than you do, uh, to call that out and to make fun of that or to make light of that, but yet not turn around and really stand against something that's clearly wrong in Scripture. Now, don't misunderstand me. I think some of the stuff that pastors and Christians have done needs called out. It absolutely does. And kudos to them. I've been a big supporter of some of these that have just said, you know what, preachers, we think about the pastor here just the other day, about a week ago now, 10 days, it came out that years ago, he had had an illicit relationship with an underage girl and it, it went viral. Let me say something to you. That needs to go viral. Those things need to be brought out. These preachers having this secret sins, it needs to get stopped, no doubt about it. But I've noticed this. We will shout to the housetops, some quarters will shout to the housetops about the preacher, but say very little about clear grooming here. And so if we're really for if we're really for advocates for abuse and, and those who have been abused, then it has to be all of it. It can't just be. Because here's what it looks like: if there's an attack on the church, an attack on Christians, not really an attack on the homosexual crowd or the uh, defending our children. That's not what's really going on. So number one, we got to understand it is wrong, and number two, if it's wrong, then we're going to have to stand against it. Now, I, I'm not advocating hurting anyone. In fact, I'm not advocating doing anything like that at all. But I will say this: we got to get back in church. We got to get back to the Bible. We've got to quit having infighting amongst Christians about things that don't matter. We've got to get back to soul winning. We've got to get back to teaching about having strong heterosexual homes and families. We need to quit being ashamed of what we believe. I catch myself almost being apologetic because I am you know, pro-life and pro-family and pro-straight and all those things that, that I was taught from the time that I was a child in Sunday school and in church and from my own family that was the right thing and the godly thing now uh, we're dealing with this and folks it seems like it's in the minority so we've got to understand number 1 it's wrong number 2 we've got to we've got to stand up against this and number 3 we need to understand and you need to be very careful I was talking to a guy today about this and he said the average christian doesn't know how vile these people are going to go how serious they are I mean, they they will physically attack. They will physically abuse. They're going to do everything that they can. It is an onslaught. It is an absolute attack. And I don't think, and I'll be honest, I didn't realize how bad they would get. I really did not think that it would get. I thought there was enough people, even folks that are out of church and away from God or don't even claim to be Christian. I really thought they would stand up and say, wait a minute, you cannot touch our children you cannot go this far this is too far you can do what you want to in your own privacy of your bedroom but not bring children not make us applaud it but it's they're not stopping there and let me say something to you let me warn you we had better be on guard the battle in the future is it, it's going to be politics of course because politics is going to be a part of it but that's not going to be the battle the battle's not going to be with Russia and China the battle is not going to be on the foreign soil. The battle's not going to be about coal and clean energy. All those will be part of it. The real battle line in the home, in the church, in the family, in the community is going to be the LGBTQ stuff. You watch. I'm not a prophet or a son of a prophet, but it is, it's, it's already there. That is going to be the great battle of our age. And most of us, even preachers, I don't want to get into the battle. I know right now. This thing might get cut and sliced up and re rebroadcast. People are attacking. You're going to be persona non grata. Uh, I, I know they will look for your home. They will, they will boycott. You will lose your job. I mean, it is an out-and-out out assault. And we've got to realize if we don't, you know, the old saying is circle the wagons. If we don't come together as Christians and get and by the way, some of you that are saved and love the Lord, you say you love the Lord, and you can't get to Sunday night church. You don't read your Bible and pray. You don't fellowship. You won't tithe and give. When you don't get involved, look, we're going to be held accountable someday. And we've got a clear teaching on scripture. And so we need to really think about it. We got to get back to doing what God wants us to do. And when we are spending time, it, it appalls me. I cannot believe it. And I don't, want to, I don't want to get into a battle or a war. I don't want to have any hard feelings toward anyone at all. But I'm not going to budge on this. And if somebody hates me over this, I want I want my children and my grandchildren, and if God tarries he's coming, and my great-grandchildren hear this someday in the future. I want them to know that they're Papa. And maybe they never even meet me, but that they're Poppy. That's what my grandchildren call me, Poppy. I love that. That their dad, that their great-granddad, that they'll just maybe see a picture of. Like, who is this guy? What's he about? I want you to hear me, even if it's just for my family, even if they're the only ones that hear this. You had a poppy and a papa and a granddad and a dad that without apology stood for one man, for one woman, for one life. The Bible clearly teaches us that. And man, what beautiful things that is, my beautiful thing that is my greatest gifts in life have been the love of my wife and the and the beauty of my children and now my grandchildren. We just had a new grandbaby boy. I'm just getting to know him. I could die, God forbid, but I could die and go on to heaven. Thank the Lord for that before he meets me and gets to talk with me about these things. He may hear this later on in his life. And I want him to hear. His name is Henry. And I want him to hear. I want Henry to hear. I want my my grandchildren to hear my other grandchildren castan and adeline i want them to hear hey man my poppy stood he knew he understood what the bible said and by the way i'm not doing this is not brave this is not anything new this isn't anything cool this is just normal and natural read the bible study it for yourself don't be arrogant and jerks to those who are battling legitimate mental issues and by the way regardless of what the media says it is a legitimate mental issue we need to be helping these people we need to have compassion toward them but be warned they will not have compassion toward you they will as we saw in the book of genesis they will stand out into the in the streets and they will call for your head they'll want to kill you and that's the enemy that we're facing they they're no friend to the Word of God. They cannot stand what we stand for. They do not want that at all. They absolutely hate that. And so today, I don't want to be condemning. I don't want to you know, be mad at the world. I'm not. I think we ought to be kind. We ought to pray. We ought to win souls. We ought to love people. We ought to uh, teach and preach the Bible. We've got a God in heaven that is full of mercy and compassion and love and forgiveness. But we have got to stand against the wolves, and the wolves are coming for the sheep. And I just want to warn you, I just want to chime in as we look around. Everybody's got all these different opinions. Listen, this thing's a lot more serious. And you, and some of you all that just kind of say, well, I don't want to get into it. Okay, that's fine. And I understand that, actually. I'm probably just going to do this and roll on. I, I made a tweet earlier, and I told the person that I tweeted, I said, I, I'm going to erase this today because I don't want to get into the battle. I'm too busy. I really am. But if we don't watch, we're going to live in a world that's not going to be worth saving. And I remind Americans, somebody's listening today. If you got this far, maybe you've never even you said, "I don't even know what he's talking about." We we fought wars because of of having taxation on tea. We got in war over that. We got in a war about having taxation without representation. We declared independence from a from a sovereign country. I think personally, over less to think that we are living in a country that is ordaining and saying that it's okay. And by the way, we are saying that it's okay. When branches of the military are promoting pride, when baseball teams, big controversy because some boys on the base, some young some boys, some men on the baseball team don't want to wear the, the pride logos. When we're living in a world where baseball teams, where companies, where the United States Armed Forces are promoting this for a whole month, and if you say anything against that, you're a bigot. Listen, this this thing is getting out of control. We don't hardly have a society worth saving. We need to pray. I believe it's, it's a sign. I'm encouraged because I believe it's a sign that the Lord could come back at any moment. I'm, I'm a uh, dispensationalist. I believe the rapture could take place at any moment. Uh, even so, come Lord Jesus. And we need to be ready. But you mark it down. It's going to get worse. We as Christians need to get on our knees again and pray and seek God, get in church, be faithful, get into outreach, and let's see God work and move. I want to encourage you today. I just want to chime in because I hear a lot being said, and I just want to chime in and say, hey, you, you need to be careful. You need to watch. Now, if you have family members and loved ones that are getting caught up in this, hey, pray for them. There are some things out there I think that can help them. Uh, I really do. I've, I've been in ministry with guys in the past that God had had redeemed and brought through that uh, it can happen uh let, let me and, and let me say this as i close i've not covered all the all the bases i know it's a lot more complicated it's a lot more nuanced i know that there it is it's a lot tougher than than it sounds i get all that uh, and i've not got into all I mean, there's way more there's a lot more out there uh, a lot more things that they've making it very clear they've gotten they've gotten loud and proud and we are going to have to stand against this. I hope that you'll get in church. If you listen to my voice, you got a church. Hey, be faithful. If you listen to my voice, you're in church. Hey, give. Get involved. If you listen to my voice and, and you've got children, get them out of public schools. Get them into Christian schools or homeschool them. Get, do what God has called you to do. Do what God has led you to do. Because if you don't, you don't want to be where, where, where we're headed as a society. I hope this will maybe help somebody somewhere say, you know what, man, it's time for me to take a stand. I hope that you'll do that. hope you'll do it with me. We'll do it in love. We'll do it in prayer. But let's take a stand against the wickedness and vileness that's all around us today. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray as we close that you'll bless. I pray I've not said anything that's cruel. I know this is a hard subject, Lord, but I pray that you'll speak to maybe some heart today. Lord, I pray that you'll help all of us to stand in these wicked times. And maybe somebody that hear this today, Lord, they've battled this. Lord, I pray they realize we love them and there's a compassion to be had. But Lord, that it's sin. And we need forgiveness of sin. We need to repent. And we need to have your forgiveness and to get right with you. Lord, help us today, whatever the sin may be. And Lord, I pray as we've chimed in that you'll bless. We'll give you the praise and honor for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You for listening to Chapel Chimes.